0: Hi, welcome to the 12th House Podcast. I'm Michelle, your co-host and the head witch in charge of holisticism. And I am here today in the studio with my delightful, beautiful, intelligent, kind,
1: wow, wow, give it to you. more, <laughs> more, more, talented, co-host Wallace. Wallace, welcome. Wow, we're in the studio. Can you hear it on the mic? Yes. <laughs> hear the sound of my saliva. My <laughs> this is now an ASMR
0: podcast. Welcome to
1: <laughs> <House>. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're still
0: going to say the fuck word. Hi, welcome. We're so happy you're here. And we have a juicy little episode today. We're gonna talk about archetypes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been getting many many comments about our digital alters episode and our alters episode with Stacey that just went out on Tuesday. And so we wanted to talk about this idea of embodying an archetype and on social med- on, hmm, media,
1: on, media. media, social media. on social
0: media, we wanted to talk about creating a digital media archetype as an alias and why that's important, why it matters, why it's helpful and how to do it.
1: Yeah. It's kind of also going off of now that I'm thinking about it, if you haven't listened to the episode with our wonderful V-I-R-P the Fury, Mm -hmm. that is such a great episode. And she touches on embodying a video game character. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of in the same vein.
0: Totally. Yeah. That's such a good episode to go listen to if you have some time. P is amazing. So here's the thing. We've been hearing... We've been hearing some murmurs and we get, we get many questions. Well, Stacy gets many questions because she's the one who looks on our Instagram about how to show up online as yourself. And we've been talking about multiplicity, right? And embodying all these different elements and aspects of yourself. And the idea that authenticity isn't just a boiling down of and a flattening and a reduction of who you are, but really authenticity is like leaning into all of the dynamic, beautiful, prismatic things that make you, you. And a question that's come up a lot is, well, how do I show up and allow myself to be seen on social media? How do I get okay with being seen? And I feel like kind of a dick, but I—I I don't know. You gotta, I gotta say it. it. If you show up online more, if you allow yourself to be seen, you're gonna get more criticism. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what holds people back: is that they want to be seen, they want to be loved, they want to get lots of followers and build community, and they don't want anyone to disagree with them or tell them that they suck or to have negative thoughts about them or perceptions. And unfortunately, like we can't control those things, and that's part of having a bigger platform is having more people who both really like you and more people who don't like you. And instead of staying still and stagnant and saying, well, I don't want to grow because I don't want more people to dislike me. I think what could be more useful is to protect your energy And to do that by creating virtual avatars or virtual archetypes that you embody on social media or on the digital realm, because those archetypes and creating archetypes or personas or characters, first off, it protects you and your actual energy, because it's not like the soul of just you. You're like, I don't know, inner heart, your soft, gooey core that's showing up on the internet. It's a version of you. And showing up as an archetype or multiple archetypes focuses your energy towards what you want to do because you're calling up those characters based on what they're really, really good at and what they can help you achieve. What do you think? <laughs> did, I do, did I do good? <laughs> good job. just had my eyes closed for like 30 <laughs> seconds as I was explaining that. Gold star.
1: <laughs> Maybe slight diversion when you were saying all of that. You know who are expert? Experts at this, I feel like working moms. Oh, like, yeah. Think about how many archetypes they have to embody in one day. Yeah. That's, Especially if you're transitioning from the home to work. And then if you have a partner, you're also trying to give attention to your partner and then back to your kids. And
0: mm-hmm. then that's a really good example. Yeah. And once again, moms
1: are superheroes. We knew it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And you would never expect a mom to show up. The way that she does at work with the same way that she does with her kids mm-hmm. like someone would definitely criticize yeah <laughs> and that's a really good example anyways archetypes embodying them how do we pick them listen you can do whatever you want <laughs> it's just a choose your own adventure podcast but i think what works really well is choosing a character or an archetype depending on what you want your desired outcome to be. If we're constantly spellcasting, we talk a lot about casting digital spells or just casting spells in general. There are some main elements of a spell that you need, right? You need a desired outcome. You need your energy. You need the elements of the spell, like what you're calling in, you need an offering and you usually need some thing, either a spirit or an entity or something that you're calling in to help you. So one of the main elements of a spell is a desired outcome, right? What are we orienting towards? What do we want to happen? And you have to hold that in your mind when you're spellcasting. And I think that's, this is what's really important for archetypes is knowing where you want to go. What is it that you're trying to create? What is your desired outcome? And figuring out what that is for either your the quarter or for your week or even for your day whatever and then finding an archetype that will help you get there and help you do that and that archetype might feel foreign to you you know it could be your accountant archetype like needing need to, to embody that to pay your taxes <laughs> or maybe it's your podcast producer digital tech genius archetype that you need to embody in order to figure something out that you've never done before she was pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually, you know, Loki. I've been dressing in black this whole week because I'm ready to go to the East Coast. Yeah, in Toronto and New York. You yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, September. It's about to be fall. We can't be showing up in all white anymore. So <laughs> you're I've not been, in LA anymore. No, no, I've been actually wearing all black for like you're at least five days. <laughs> I'm transitioning. <laughs> it's a big deal, but it actually is getting me
0: in the mindset of going back. Well, when I was in the East Coast, I didn't pack any of my California clothes.
1: What'd you
0: wear? I, I wore black. Yeah. <laughs> and the
1: bride wore black. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. So pick your archetype for whatever your goals are. And then I think you have to ask yourself a couple questions beyond like, what is that archetype? Because that's kind of whatever. Like, what's the name of it? Cool. Let's say it's your East Coast archetype. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what are their positive attributes? What do you need the, the East Coast archetype to do? What, what do you? What would you say? Bookish. Else?
1: I'm going to read a lot of
0: books. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> what else? Um, for me, East Coast archetype is like get shit done, yeah. clear, deliberate, yeah. kind, Focus. kind, but not sweet.
1: <laughs> oh, culturally savvy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and
0: a bit take no shit. Mm-hmm. Also,
1: my East Coast archetype
0: definitely drinks wine. Yeah
1: you know oh man i can't pass two days in my parents house without
0: <laughs> are you
1: sure you know
0: that I'm is exactly parents? what ethan's parents are they're always like why yeah. don't have a glass of wine why they're don't...
1: offended
0: yes <laughs> like no yeah. uh anyways okay so what else do you feel like you need your, your east coast archetype for what are they really good for like positive attribute wise
1: I think the back to school vibe is indelibly ingrained mm-hmm. into my being. Right. And so I'm feeling what's really deliberate and efficient. I was going to say decisive. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I can totally picture exactly that archetype and how that archetype dresses and how they start their day yeah. and so that's what you do right is like figure out well what does that mean to be embodied in that way and then also what are the shadowy attributes of that archetype that you want to watch out for because we all have shadow and we all have light so for you what's like your shadowy element of your east coast archetype
1: because you don't clearly embody it all the time so burning the candle at both ends for mm. sure mm-hmm. never taking a moment to sit down and breathe <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say that's the shadow. And then maybe being a little bit too blunt. Oh, yeah. That's good. Well, too. You and I have the same say? East Coast archetype. Yeah. Maybe two head bitches taking, yeah. on,
0: the, <laughs> taking on the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like extreme, mm-hmm. extreme. for me.
1: Like yeah, my yeah. East Coast archetype is very extreme. Mm-hmm. Like wake up at 5 a.m. Go yeah. to Barry's boot camp class. I am going to a spin class already. (laughs) She's like booked with my friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are there certain triggers or things that you know like,
1: oh, I'm in the the danger
0: zone when I see these attributes flare up or do they show up in a certain way for you?
1: I become, yeah, really impatient Mm. or easily frustrated Mm -hmm. or I can't sleep well. Mm. And do you have maybe like one more
0: archetype that you would embody that can help soften that East Coast archetype? Because you probably don't need... Them all the time,
1: yeah. When I go to my cottage, mm. cottage
0: core vacationing fairy, yeah, cottage core Canadian. <laughs> what are some of their positive attributes?
1: Very in tune with nature, mm-hmm. um, not easily rocked, mm. very centered and grounded through doing like somatic work with nature, mm-hmm. putting the little black box in a corner. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's cool. I can also picture that archetype still working well for when you do decide to do work. It's like deliberate and intentional, but in a different way, as opposed to like having that hard edge of like sharpness that... It's more heart-centered versus head-centered. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if you can have, hold both of those, sometimes at the same time, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, those are two nice archetypes to go between that will still sort of orient you towards your goal, which is to see your people, to Mm -hmm. also do your job, like... Mm -hmm. To show up for yourself, to like Mm -hmm. revitalize yourself, Mm -hmm. like it'll dust out.
1: Wow. Look at that. Look at those archetypes, you guys. archetype therapy session for my upcoming trip. (laughs) Thanks for
0: listening. So so we go through the positive attributes, then we go through the shadowy attributes just to like, just so we know when we're in the zone. And then what I think is really helpful is just going through like, what is this? archetype look like physically and how can I embody them physically because I need cues
1: also this is the most fun part
0: uh, totally so this is like <laughs> this is why I want to do it yeah we're like <laughs> fashion is great fashion is life yeah pretty much <laughs> this week yeah <laughs> and every other week of your life <laughs> and also I like how do you embody this archetype spiritually like okay should I just like go really weird for a second
1: Of course. Okay, this is going
0: to be slightly tangential, but bring me back. So my first out-of-body experience Mm. and past life memory I had when I was like probably 14 years old. I was in Boston and I was in the Boston Public Library and I was at the very top of the Boston Public Library stairs. And I had a full-on experience where I like, I felt like I stepped backwards in time. I like was in a different body. I knew all these things. I saw different people. And then as I stepped off the stair, I stepped back into real life. And ever since then, I've always felt like, you know, we do live in in string theory where there are worlds and timelines that are like right next to ours. And we sort of like fall into these grooves, right? We can accidentally fall into the groove of another time or, or back get back onto ours. And I think that's something that helps us fall into a groove that maybe isn't the one that we're in right now is embodying an action or a practice. And I think that's why mood
1: follows action kind of
0: exactly. Or even like epigenetically, we have some training or like some sort of like, I don't know, something in our bodies, in our DNA that we know things. Like I know how to cook Italian food. I know that sounds extremely trite, but I know I know how to cook without looking at a recipe. And mm-hmm. it's not because my, I grew up with my mom cooking because she didn't. Mm. It's not because I grew up cooking with my grandmother because I didn't cook with her that often. It's In just like blood. things that you know, right? And I'm sure you have examples too of things that you just know how to do. Mm-hmm. They're like, how do you know how to do that? Or like mm-hmm. you're naturally really artistic. Mm-hmm. Like how did you learn how to draw. Did you take a bunch of drawing classes forever?
1: No. I, I'm not good at drawing.
0: Yeah, I've seen you draw. You're very good at drawing. No, not. I've seen you. I've seen your art. Mm. And like design and mm. all of these things that you just like know how to do. I blame my parents. <laughs> They're like, that's ugly. <laughs> like, go back to your room. You don't know what's not normal mm-hmm. until you compare your life experience with somebody else. Like mm-hmm. I used to have seizures where you basically like brown out. <laughs> In the middle of the day. My whole life, I had these things happen where Mm. I would, I thought that they happened to everyone. Mm. And I think that's a very normal experience. Dear listener, I'm sure that there's something that you do that you think is so normal that like if if you you brought it to someone else, they'd be like, no, Mm -hmm. that's not. That's not how people think (laughs) or not. That's not everyone thinks that way. Like when we were talking about main character energy and thinking about your life as a movie or like a story and how that's so natural for both of us. But I asked a lot of
1: people over one weekend and they looked at me like I was on drugs. I asked Ethan and he was like, "Mm." (laughs) well, maybe people don't think about it that way. But like, that's how we're taught to understand story, right? Like maybe you don't think of yourself as Mm -hmm. the protagonist, but maybe you think of yourself as an unnamed side character. Maybe. Again. Bringing it
0: back. Let's bring it all the way back. We've talked about some elements that you could use to really bring an archetype into reality. So the positive attributes, the shadowy attributes, how can you embody this character or archetype physically and how do you embody them spiritually and then begin to show up as them.
1: Wait, spiritually, how do you embody yours? Mm Well Okay, so I, I have embodied four
0: both, yeah, four archetypes this quarter that I, I chose because I needed to get somewhere. Like I needed something to get done, many things to get done. And I felt like these would be my dream team I have to like help me accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So one of them is the creative genius. And I modeled this archetype off of artists that I love, like Loie Hollowell and Helen Frankenthaler and Trisha Brown. And the thing about all of these women is that they're female artists women artists, they're prolific. All of them are prolific artists that created and created and created and create Loie Holwell's Alive constantly and I want to be prolific and also in nearly every picture that I found of Helen Frankenthaler and many of the, I, know, I knew Trisha Brown, many of the pictures of Trisha, they're always smiling when they're in the studio mm-hmm. and I just love that idea of like elevating every single thing in my life to be a brand new piece of art and to see art everywhere and to be ruthlessly constantly creative with joy, mm. And what would it be like if I woke up in the morning and decided that I wanted to be ruthlessly creative and joyfully creative? And how would I show up for my team? And how would I show up for myself? So my positive attributes for that archetype were those things, right? Being willing to try new things and be ostracized, even if the world isn't ready, because... I mean, Helen Frankenthaler, Trisha Brown, Louis hollowell all these people are very cutting edge artists or were cutting edge artists, confident and had great taste. That was another thing that really struck me about all of these people is that they were really into fashion. They didn't think it was stupid and connected to spirit and not egoic or precious and like the art making experience. So not just like trying to be famous or trying to sell your art for a shit ton of money, but because you have to make and that's what you're called to. And the shadowy attributes of my creative genius are just like, getting lost in the sauce, basically, like not stopping to take a breath and just making and making and making, which can feel exhausting and getting frustrated when other people aren't as creative or visionary as they are and don't get it. And then often making things more difficult than they need to be in order to be special. That's like a common Mm. archetype of an artist or a four in the Enneagram. So those are the things I wanted to watch for. I wanted to make sure that like when I was being this creative person, I wasn't the only creative person in the room that you know, you guys felt like you were equally creative too. And it wasn't just me trying to come up with ideas, but that you felt like a door opened for you to express yourself to. So some of the ways that I embodied this archetype physically are that I wanted to wear makeup that felt fun and exciting and felt like me and also clothing that I could move around in because something that I really thought about was like, oh, these, these are muscular artists. Like they have... They move. They lift things. They get dirty, and so I want to wear stuff that like feels like I can. I'm still put together and I'm myself, but I can move around in. So,
1: like you can sprint whenever you need to. Yes,
0: exactly. Like the Crocs are on sport mode. Yes, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and also I I paired this artist although they wear makeup with Palo Santo perfume or essential oils. So mm. anytime I was wearing something that was like a little bit more earthy and ground, because I wanted it to be remember like earthy groundedness and aliveness. And then spiritually to embody this archetype, I wanted to create ritual magic around creation. So I would actually wake up in the morning and paint and just practice seeing beauty in the world. So taking more pictures that were, of things that I thought were beautiful and like sharing them with E or sharing them with my friends and making my space more beautiful. I noticed that accidentally I started to really embody this creative genius in our house. And Mm -hmm. I started like cleaning things and clearing things and putting up new art and just changing things around to like make it more beautiful and feel more beautiful. So that was how this archetype showed up for me. And then on social media, that meant actually like making lots of things, showing my process and not being too precious about how things looked, not letting the like how things looked prevent me from sharing. Like the perfectionist. Exactly. Yeah. I felt like I just talked for so long.
1: No, no, no. That was good. I was there. Good, <laughs> okay, great. In it. <laughs> great. Yeah. So that's how I went through it. But anyone, you could go through it
0: however you want. Mm. I think it's useful to have those ritual triggers, those things that help you get into whatever the archetype is. And so that you actively choose them in the morning and it reminds you, like, oh, right, this is how I'm showing up today.
1: We are interrupting our very exciting programming. <laughs> For an ad, don't skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't fast forward. Please. <laughs> we, we know that you're probably pressing that 15 second button, but just hear just us out. Just wait. And we're here to talk about our favorite sponsor, Open, which we, if you haven't taken advantage of the 30 day free, trial it's coming to an end soon and this is a pretty exclusive offering they haven't done this with anyone else so just a little heads up if you haven't taken advantage of it you should do it that was also a a small humble brag from us exclusive access
0: (laughs) (laughs) they've never done anything like this before they haven't really you can't get 30 days for free of open
1: anywhere but using the code holisticism one of the things that I've been using open for recently is to fall asleep. Mm. They have this little music collaboration section where they've been working with different artists to kind of make these meditative soundscapes. And they've really been putting me to bed. I put on my noise-canceling headphones. It's a really sexy bedtime routine. <laughs> It sounds so soothing, though. It is. I put a (laughs) pillow under my knees. I'm like full rest and digest. Welcome to your 30s.
0: (laughs) But she's glowing and she's well-rested, people.
1: Yeah, the music collaborations are putting me to bed and giving me sweet, sweet dreams.
0: (sighs) You should have given me that pro tip last week because I could not sleep when I was on the east coast I was like reading until 1am it was not east Coast I, energy ugh, yeah it's like I'm wired all the time and stressed out and kind of a bitch so I'm really what, happy to be back here
1: what line do you have going through there is that know. like your Mars
0: yeah probably all of them no yeah. like really all of them go through New York pretty much
1: oh shit sure. it's a hot spot for me conversation for another day mm-hmm.
0: yeah I've been using open to hang out with my friends because I'm notoriously bad at just scheduling my Ethan calls it out of sight out of mind but people so if I don't see someone or see a text from them (laughs) like I forget that they exist it's not because I'm selfish I might be a little selfish but it's because I have ADHD that's
1: really sweet I also just pictured you like making a vision board of all your friends faces okay but Wallace
0: Maybe I, you need to. I actually have a project
1: in notion of called Friends.
0: <laughs> 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 and it has names of all my friends that I need to circle up with. Because I literally, I just won't. Because I won't do it. And it's so hard to know schedule thyself. things. Know yeah. Myself. And what I used to do was... Say, hey, let's go take a workout class or let's go take a meditation class and like we'll get a coffee after, before, get a glass of wine or just like walk. And it was so nice, but that was pre pandemic. And that, by the way, was like 18 fucking months ago. So I haven't seen a lot of my friends. And now I'm using Open and I'm like, hey, Let's hop on and let's do a little medi class. It'll be really fun. And then let's drink coffee in our separate abodes or hop on a phone call because I don't really like FaceTime and just hang out and like catch up. And even if we can't do a really fast phone call afterwards, if we can like start our day together, I was doing it with my sister. I really like it. So that's what I've been doing. I love that about open that you can work work out or take class with friends and you get actually see them. You can see each other. You like Can say hi to each other in the chat. It's just so cute, and so that's that's my hack.
1: That's really sweet. So you know, if you need a new bedtime routine, or you need to connect with your friends, or you need friends, who knew (laughs) Open would be your solution, but it is. Yeah.
0: So make sure you sign up because there is only what. There's only really a week left for you to redeem your 30 days for free. And if you are someone who waits until the last minute because you need that dopamine rush, (laughs) procrastination, this is the time, my friend. Let the dopamine rush just wave over your head. Go ahead and sign up at openo-p-e-n.com backslash holisticism or just go to the link below. Makes it super easy for you. Just click the link.
1: Just click the link. Check it out. Just do it. Yeah, I was thinking about how 90% of the time I'm thinking, can I turn on a dime and just book it if I need to? <laughs> Clearly I'm... <laughs> Her fighter or fight yeah. mode is activated. Activated. <laughs> no, but I, I, so much of what I want to embody each day is feeling physically comfortable and mm-hmm. sometimes that comes into contrast with yeah. certain fashion choices I would like to wear.
0: Yeah, well... That's so interesting, like being physically comfortable is not necessarily equated with some things like power, mm-hmm. right? Like if you think about the way that powerful, quote unquote, powerful people dress mm-hmm. often when we equate mm-hmm. with power, it's like super high heels, pointy toes, tight fitting garments, right? Very like, pointy. Mm-hmm. Sharp edges. And that's so interesting that mm-hmm. power is something that maybe is like uncomfortable in an embodied way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I'm like, I want to be powerful in overalls. God damn it!
0: <laughs> yeah, and d- not saying that you couldn't. You could <laughs> totally be powerful in overalls. Yeah, you can,
1: especially as a painter. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It it's depends. a different flavor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't actively chosen any archetypes, but last episode, you and Stacy pretty much trolled me for being <laughs> like. <laughs> an LA 90s kid cool no, no, kid no. or something no 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 no. I think we called you a beautiful cool LA girl oh. so I don't know if that's trolling necessarily just... but oh. <laughs> it's so funny how I internalize it as like oh they're making fun of me <laughs> but now I'm thinking about all the archetypes I've accidentally been body. yeah I'm not really sure there's so many (laughs) but the accidental embodying versus the intentional embodying i think is interesting because you can look at what you've been embodying accidentally and be like okay what are the light attributes of this but maybe what are the things i want to move away from yes Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's important just to see both sides
0: too and i think when you start to get into shadowy territory is a good time to be like "Uh -uh." (laughs) let's call someone Mm -hmm. else up to bat you know Mm -hmm. like you're let's take a little time out. You take a breather till you can calm down and uh, we're going to use someone else right now to Mm -hmm. get whatever it is that we need or whatever it is that we want to do. And like, I wouldn't embody my creative genius when I had to do a bunch of admin work. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I would. she just wouldn't be the one to call. Mm -hmm. My power editor is the one to call to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to dress and be a certain way for her. And I think another interesting thing about embodying an archetype on social media and archetypes, plural, is that So many people worry about their feed and how things look and being like predictable and having a brand. Right. And I think it's actually much easier to embody an archetype and be quote unquote on brand because archetypes make similar aesthetic choices. Mm. Like an an archetype will choose the same aesthetics pretty Mm -hmm. much over and over and over again, especially when you're conscientious about it. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. you're going to dress in a certain way as a creative genius versus Mm -hmm. the power editor. Well, you would use like a different filter on Instagram stories if you're the power editor versus the creative genius, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure in your head you're all picturing what those might look like. Mm -hmm. And so you can have that through line just like practically when you're choosing archetypes for yourself to show up online as I want to tell a story. <laughs> Do it. So, we just got back from we were in Boston for two weeks, uh, visiting Ethan's family, and I've been sort of like rematriating the land in our backyard mm. because it's super sandy and no one's grown anything on there in a lot on a lot of the space for a really long time. So, we put in drip irrigation in the back. I planted some natural some native plants and we came back and I looked outside and there was this gigantic leafy thing that had not been there before so I looked up this plant and I was like what is this thing like what is going on here and it's eastern black nightshade it was like, symbols for this are witchcraft. And I was like, yeah, that's correct. But it made me think this is a species that is invasive. So it just shows up. It's a weed. You have to get rid of it. And because it's poisonous to people and to plants and to animals. But I was thinking like, oh, at first I made a big deal out of it. <laughs> just like, oh no, nightshade in our backyard. Like, what does that mean? Does it mean that like we're letting in death and destruction? And then I was, more I thought about it, I was like, oh, naturally that's what happens when you water the land, right? When you like add more nutrients, when you allow yourself to like open up and be seen for something Mm. to grow, when you want something to grow, things will grow. And part of your job is to like tend to that land and make sure the right things grow. And if something like, I don't know, something horribly poisonous starts growing in your backyard, you have the choice to get rid of it or not and to take care of it. And I think that (laughs) this is maybe a stupid metaphor, but I feel like it's the same for showing up online.
1: Mm.
0: You have to like, what's your choice? Is your choice to just have this barren landscape where nothing can live and everything stays the same and static or to maybe open yourself up, potentially have something, you know, grow that you weren't expecting and then take care of it. Protect yourself as you need to and take action. And I think that we're so afraid of nightshade growing in our backyard or something bad happening that we just, allow the land to go barren, like these things that we've created. And we look on them every day and we think about them. And we're like, I wish that something would grow here, but we don't put ourselves out there to actually let things grow. So I hope that embodying an archetype or using archetypes as a sort of shield for yourself is empowering and exciting and also fun and makes this easier, you know?
1: And a centering point. I was just thinking about that, what you were saying. When you have a specific goal or intention, and if you're in integrity with your archetype, and that's kind of your guiding force, you can always come home to what was your intention. (laughs) I was thinking of a horse with blinders on. When you're on a path of integrity towards a certain goal or within a certain archetype you can look at the people who are trying to bring you down or making you feel bummed out by their lack of support because it's like hey you're acting different i don't like this version of you mm-hmm. you can kind of just be like oh that's interesting i'm going to keep going yeah down my path like i see you but i'm going to keep moving towards this desired it- goal exactly yeah and we'll end here but
0: don't forget that this is spiritual protection And I think everything, obviously we talk about
1: evangelisticism
0: is around intuitive business and involves spirituality, but this is part of spiritual protection is calling up the spirits inside of you, like Mm. the archetypes, the characters, the energies, your past ancestors and your future ancestors and calling them in and acting as them and channeling them. And like, that's arguably all that archetypes are, is like channeling someone or something that has come before because mm-hmm. that's what an archetype is it's mm-hmm. like it's in our collective consciousness It it is an archetype because it has existed mm-hmm. and we can set, sort of like walk in its footsteps and that's really cool that can like give you strength when you're feeling lost or scared or lacking confidence and that's sweet yeah I, I just want to now. now I want to do all my quarter four archetypes
1: I know I was thinking about mine <laughs> one of them is definitely gonna be Jonah Hill we already know that <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean
0: Jenna Hill's girlfriend.
1: Oh, who is she? (laughs) Tell us if you know. Stay tuned for main character energy.
0: (laughs) We will talk about main character energy soon. Coming soon.
1: Yeah, I personally, on my personal social media, go really in and out of waves of being Mm -hmm. really into posting and then totally retracting Mm -hmm. and just being like, well, I'm focused on other things. (laughs) But it's really just like a way of hiding. <laughs> and we have this digital alters course coming up. And I've been thinking about how I could do a little self-experiment of my own expression and, mm. and use my social media throughout the course. So I'm going to try and do that. I'm excited for that. <gasps> oh, just because it'll be a fun artistic experiment too. That'll you be fun. Choose an archetype for that. It's so freaking
0: fun. Mm-hmm. And it's two weeks, so it's like quick and dirty. Mm -hmm. We're going to go there. All the stuff from digital spellcasting to boundaries and protection to more on archetypes and how to embody them to like the sort of nitty gritty stuff of how to actually plan and make cohesive content, make sure that everything sticks together. Because I think that really prevents people too from showing up is like, fuck, but what am I supposed to say? And there's so much to do or whatever how to like beyond being scared of getting rejected from people like what do I talk about and it's gonna be so fun and we're building it all in notion and people are gonna get templates I can't wait and the doors open on the 10th Mm -hmm. yeah so if you're curious you want to learn a little bit more class actually begins on September 21st which is an equinox autumnal equinox and it's two weeks and we'll let you know so sign up at the waitlist below and we'll send you a note. You'll be the first to know when the door's open. Mm-hmm. So if you like this episode, stay tuned for more. We're going to talk this whole month about... A little more on digital altars, on archetypes, and spellcasting through the ethers, through the digital ethers. So how to be charming and how to do charm spells online.
1: Digital charm school. Dig- digital charm school. We're all just trying to figure out how to make Hogwarts happen for ourselves. That's <laughs> true.
0: true. That's truly my goal. I'm so excited to talk about this stuff because I think it's familiar in a way that you maybe haven't put your finger on before. And I'm excited to see people making these connections already. We're hearing so much about your experiences Experience with digital alters. And I just like, can't wait to teach you and tell you more. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you know, when our episodes go live, we drop a new episode on Tuesday and on Friday, and we have some awesome guests coming up over the next couple of weeks too. So lots to listen to. And if you have questions, shoot us a DM at holisticism on
1: Instagram. And is there anything else I'm missing Wallace? Don't forget. That if you send us a screenshot of your review this month, we're actually giving away a spot to Notion for Magical Baddies Spells and Systems, which is relaunching in October. We did our first kind of little soft opening at the end of August, and we had so much fun. And it is such a juicy course. So, we're giving away a spot to that in October. Stay tuned. We'll talk more about that. But the waitlist for that is also in the show notes if you want to find out a little bit more about what's going on there. It's a fun one. So, send us your review. We so appreciate it. We love them. We love you. Thanks for listening,
0: and we'll see you on the internet. Bye. Bye.